23, the whole thing, um, which can be found on page 539 of the Pew Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Please uh, keep your Bibles open at that psalm because that's what we'll be talking through today. I think you've probably picked that up through the service so far. Uh, First, let us pray. Dear Lord and Father, uh, be with us today as we read your word. Help us to understand it. Uh, Help it to implant your words in our hearts. Uh, Bring comfort to us and bless us through your word and draw us ever closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you watch them, but the, the Golden Globes are over and the Oscars are coming up very soon. I've not really liked award ceremonies much myself, mainly because when people get up and they give thanks, it's just a long list of names. I'd like to give thanks to my family, to the producers, the directors, to my best mate, the pals, the buddies, so on, blah, 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 blah. Then the music starts, they roll them off and on come the next set of presenters. There's no emotion in it and they're hurried. But occasionally, just occasionally, there is a truly heartfelt speech. Something more like, I would like to thank my wife, who has been by my side all this time, You have not only been my support, but you have been my inspiration. And have you noticed that when they talk like that, when they speak to someone they really care for, they start by talking to the crowd, they're talking to everybody, but then they turn their attention and focus on that one person. If their partner is in the audience, then they'll just look directly at them. If they're not there, perhaps they'll look straight at the TV camera and on the other side, you know, you can imagine the person sitting in their lounge room watching TV and them looking straight at them. They are in one respect still talking to the crowd but at the same time they are engaged in a truly personal conversation, a conversation that not only gives thanks but reveals the closeness of a relationship that has lasted for some time. Now, you can look at Psalm 23 in many ways as a heartfelt thank you speech. It begins with David speaking to everybody in the first few verses. But his attention is then grasped by God himself and then he begins to speak directly to him. You can see it in David's words. He's talking to the crowd when he says, The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He guides me in paths of righteousness. And then his eyes are drawn to the Lord and he says, you are with me. You prepare a table before me. The way in which this psalm is written is personal and thankful. 
David expresses a relationship with God that is deep, a relationship that is emotional, a relationship that is strong. How is your relationship with God? Is your relationship with God like David's? Can you say, the Lord is my shepherd? When you look at your life, do you see God at work in the same way in which he worked in David's life? David, of course, was the king of Israel. He was the head of a kingdom which held a very large territory and he began to pull in riches from all the nations around him. He had defeated Israel's enemies on every border and he did this both from the front line as a soldier, as a commander and eventually as king. He was victorious. He was loved by his people and he had much to be thankful for. But he knew who he had to thank. Psalm 23 begins, The Lord is my shepherd. They're very famous words, aren't they? When we think of the words, the Lord is my shepherd, they come from this psalm. But if you think about it, it's a very odd way for the king of Israel to begin. Because when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, he is saying, I am a sheep. A sheep is thoroughly dependent on the shepherd. They are not the most intelligent of animals and totally defenceless. What can a sheep do if they get stuck in a ditch except starve? What can a sheep do if a wolf attacks except become food? What can a sheep do if there's no grass or water to drink except die? They aren't independent and self-reliant at all. It's the opposite. So this is King David, the mighty warrior, the mighty king of all Israel and he calls himself helpless and defenceless. Isn't that strange? On the other hand, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I suppose if you're going to be helpless and defenceless, there is no better shepherd. David means that he has the best shepherd of all. This is the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth. The Lord himself, the creator. He is David's shepherd. So David isn't saying, I attribute my life to my own doing. He doesn't get up and say, I'd like to thank my generals, my, the army, the guys who bring me food, the guys who keep my sword sharp. He says, I am defenceless and helpless. And he says, my life is only what it is because God himself is my shepherd. I am looked after and I am cared for by the Lord of everything. So what does the Lord do as David's shepherd? In Psalm 23, we see three things. First, we see that he is David's provider. We see then that he is David's protector. And then we see that in the Lord, David's future is secure. So, first, we see that the Lord provides. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, He restores my soul. For a sheep, this is a picture of bliss. Green pastures for eating, quiet waters for drinking. The sheep even get to lie down. It's a picture of total satisfaction. The sheep have been provided for and they're not missing anything. I shall not be in want. When we think of these words, we think about the sheep and just how happy they must be. But did you notice where the happiness comes from? 
He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is the provider of all. Food, water, rest, total satisfaction. Everything the sheep needs, the Lord provides. Everything David needed, the Lord provided. It's not hard to see in David's life how the Lord provided. David's life is a remarkable one. He started life as a shepherd. He was anointed to become the king of Israel. He defeated Goliath and commanded many victories over the Philistines. He gained the love of the people, became king and had victories over all his enemies. But in all this, David looks back on his life and says, the Lord did it. Without him, I would not have even been anointed. There would be no victories. I would not even be king. The Lord provided. The Lord is my shepherd because he has provided everything. And why does the Lord provide for David? Verse 3 says why. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It's not for David's sake. It's not for Israel's benefits. Not for the good of the nation or the world. It's because David belongs to the Lord. And so the Lord's name is at stake when it comes to his welfare. It's like he's been branded with the Lord's name. David is a sheep who belongs to the Lord and therefore God himself takes care of him because if he doesn't, it's the Lord's name at stake. The condition of the sheep reflects the care of the shepherd has for his sheep. And the Lord, of course, is going to uphold his own name. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my provider. The second thing we see is that the Lord protects. You might think that with all of this provision and because the Lord's name is at stake, surely life for David must have been plain sailing. But it wasn't, was it? David faced crisis after crisis in his life. He needed the Lord not only as his provider, but as his protector. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The valley of the shadow of death is the deepest, darkest places in your life. It's those moments when there seems to be no way forward and no way back, when you feel so alone. It is trouble It's strife, it's depression. It is the loss of loved ones and the threat of death itself. And it's at these times that the Lord protected David. After David led Israel to many victories, King Saul became jealous and he tried to kill David. David fled. It was at this time that David really felt the Lord's protection. As an example, one time David was being pursued by Saul and there was just one mountain separating them and Saul was catching up, getting closer and closer and just when there seemed to be no hope at all, a messenger arrived. The Philistines are attacking and Saul had to call off the pursuit and leave. David was saved. The Lord had protected him. And it happened often. The Lord protected him when he fled to Gath The Lord protected David from Saul's spear. The Lord even protected David's family by keeping them safe with the king of Moab. So David can say, 
The Lord is my shepherd. He is my provider. He is my protector. In verse 4 it it says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff represent the rule of the shepherd over the sheep. And the staff and the rod can be used to keep enemies at bay. But in as much as they can be used for the defence of the sheep against their enemies, they can also be used for discipline of the sheep. Sheep don't always know what's good for them. They could be walking along with the rest of the flock and then just spot a nice little pretty flower by the side of the road or a little patch of green and then, oh, just wander over there. In such circumstances, they could be led into greater danger as they just wander further and further away from the flock. So in such circumstances, does a good shepherd leave the sheep to wander away? No, of course not. A shepherd that cares for his flock will bring down his staff on the sheep's backside and get him back with the flock, get him back on the right path. The sheep needs protection from itself and the shepherd's discipline is a kindness. Without discipline, the sheep will wander off and be lost and the sheep could perish. And there were times like this in David's life too. There was one time when he ordered the warriors of Israel to be counted, ordered a census. David was straying in his faith. He was beginning to think that the number of men he had was more important than the Lord's hand in battle. Perhaps even he was beginning to check on the Lord's promise that Israel would be a great nation. You know, he was warned by others. Others around him said this was not honouring to God. But he persisted in wandering off the path and God's discipline was heavy. He was forced to choose between famine, war and plague for his people, the people he had loved. And this, this, this is discipline for a king. And it was not the only time David received discipline from the Lord when he committed adultery and murder He was also disciplined by the Lord. When David strayed off the right path, the Lord brought him back. So there is comfort in the rod and the staff, not only because it is defence against our enemies, but because the Lord protects us when we stray. He cares for us to discipline us and keep us on the right path. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he is my provider and he is my protector, even from myself. The third thing we see is that in the Lord, David's future is secure. At this point in the psalm, David's passion and emotion seems to lift another level as he begins to reflect on the power and might of Almighty God in his life. With the Lord as his shepherd, his future is secure. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. At the beginning of this psalm, it talked about sheep in green fields. We usually imagine those as a paradise, as a place where there are no enemies. That's not really the way it is. In David's time, there were no fenced off fields. The fields where the sheep grazed were essentially the wild and there were enemies, lions, bears and wolves. 
predators don't wander aimlessly in the desert. They go to the watering holes, they go to the green pastures because that's where the sheep are. The sheep are not fed in a safe environment at all. Danger lurks. But the shepherd, he protects. So the sheep are secure. David himself did not live in a safe world. There was nearly always trouble and strife. But amidst all of this, David is safe. He was being provided for while he was surrounded by danger. It is the Lord who prepares his table. David says, Even though danger abounds, the Lord is providing and he is providing well. Even David's enemies know that he's being provided for, that they can see God working in his life. But they are powerless to do anything about it. The Lord protects and the Lord provides and so David knows that his future is secure. So he goes on to say in verse 6, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is David's shepherd and he will never abandon him. His future is secure. There is nothing that will stop the Lord's care over David. The Hebrew word used here for follow actually is better understood as pursue. It's the same word you would use if talking about one armoury chasing after another to capture it and conquer it and defeat it. God's love for David will pursue him. It's going to track him down and conquer him and he knows he will dwell with the Lord forever. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he is my provider and he is my protector and my future is secure in the Lord. So it's a wonderful relationship that David has with the Lord. Wouldn't you want to have a relationship like that with God as well? Don't you want to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd? In our first reading today, we heard the words of Jesus and he said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. He is the provider and protector of his people and in him their future is secure. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your trust in him? Do you consider that you are the sheep, defenceless and incapable? Do you see that you are dependent on him for all things? To believe in the Son of God, to have put your trust in him, is to have him as your shepherd. The relationship that David had with the Lord is something that you can have through Jesus Christ. And there is no greater shepherd. More than this, Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus died on the cross for us. He died to save us from our darkest valley, our sins. He died to save us from our greatest enemy, death itself. He died that we might live and that we might have eternal life. Jesus is our provider and protector. Now, no earthly shepherd's going to lay down his life for their sheep because if I die for a wolf today, then who's going to protect the sheep tomorrow? But Christ not only died, but was raised from the dead and he has gone to prepare a place for us to be with him 
in heaven. So when you trust in him, your future is secure. And in a way, this is even greater than what is said in Psalm 23 because with eternal life comes the new heaven and the new earth. There is no more sin and no more death. No more will God be providing for us in the presence of our enemies among the dangers of a fallen world. There, there will be no more sin, no more enemies, no more danger, just the wonderful provision of the Lord God himself. The Lord is my shepherd, he is my provider, he is my protector and my future is secure in him. I like hearing people's testimonies of their coming to faith in Christ and what the Lord has done for them. You hear how the Lord has provided to them everything they have, the right job when they needed it, the right advice, the memory verse that springs to mind at just the right moment. And they talk about how the Lord's provision for them has lifted their eyes to him. You hear about how they have been through the darkest valleys, divorce, depression, drugs, violence, physical pain, mental anguish and the loss of loved ones. And then you hear of how the Lord has lifted them out of that valley of darkness and given them new hope. You hear of the dangers they faced, the temptations and the sins they committed and then you hear how the Lord protected them and gave them new life. They tell of how the Lord broke their spirit and softened their hearts and then embraced them as his own children. You hear how their hope now is in eternal life with God the Father. Their relationship with God is not a distant one but a personal one where their lives have been guided and shaped by the greatest shepherd. When David wrote Psalm 23, it seems to me to be a personal rich testimony of his own experience and knowledge of the Lord in his own life. And this is why Psalm 23 is so dear to us. It is David's personal testimony. It is his personal praise for God. It reflects David's relationship with the Lord, but it also reflects the relationship we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. The shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. He is our provider, our protector, and in him our future is secure. Let's pray. Dear Lord, our Father, we praise you and we thank you. Uh, We know that you are great and awesome. You are majestic, you have, your name is majestic, uh, your deeds are wonderful. And for no reason at all except that you chose us as your own, you sent your son to die on the cross to save us from sin and death. We are helpless and defenceless sheep. Provide for us that which we need. Protect us and lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, Amen.